All right. Um, yeah, this is the uh, special bonus edition of uh, Everything is Canceled, where I talk to uh, talk to a motherfucker about the Oscars. And uh, <laughs> that uh, that person is... Uh, that motherfucker. Yes, yeah, is a long-time uh, guest. Uh, somebody who's... Uh, by long time, I say, you know I mean? He's just been on the show a lot. Uh, so, uh, Sean, Sean Burns, uh, of course, from, uh, you know, WBUR, <coughs> their Audrey blog, and has written for Philadelphia Weekly and the proper Bostonian, and, and everybody likes him and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> well, that don't, let's not go crazy here. <laughs> well, everybody likes you on Twitter. I don't know about personally, but, uh, just like, you have a nice fan base. Uh, so, um. And, and, and let's just get this out of the way. Have not been drinking, so I'm not in my. I'm not probably not gonna be in in top form. Uh, I, well, you watch I know the you, fucking Oscars without drinking? I'm broke. <laughs> I would have sent you some money, Jesus. You didn't tell me it was that bad. <laughs> it's always that bad, Sean. You know it is. I didn't want to, you know. Bother you about it because you know we've you know we talked you know we've been talking about stuff off off camera but just like I'm just uh, just just right here just no friend of mine should ever have to watch the Oscars sober Jesus Christ just call me next time all right well I'll hook me up <laughs> later God, what would have happened if fucking Taika Waititi had won Best Director or something and you were sober I, yeah <laughs> hey you know just you know. Hook me up tomorrow when I put this shit up. I'll get beer or something. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, so, but, yeah, you, well, you have been, I think you, yeah, as you just established, you have been drinking. And I know you, and as you're ready, uh, raring to go about JoJo Rabbit, just go with that. Well, why, why do we have to? It's gone. It's done. You know what a great, yeah. the great thing about this Oscar show, too, is it started out, it was so horrible. It was like... Because, you know, you got to write the pieces in your head while you're watching it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you're you're watching it for, like, the first hour, and it's like, nobody hates the Oscars more than the Oscars, that they're taking these, like, Lily White embarrassing nominees, and then they're just going to have, like, Janelle Monet come out with all the costumes of the movies that weren't nominated. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Screaming about all the women directors. And then you got just Chris Rock and Steve Martin just making fun of the fact that they can't have hosts anymore. And so they're just going to make fun of the whole fucking show, which is devastatingly hilarious, I thought. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of had a problem with some comedians when it came to. Well, there was, it got to the them. point, like, so then they're bringing out these, like, fucking cut rate TV people, right? I mean, this is a problem. The Oscars, remember, used to have, like, you got like Cruz and Nicholson and all these people. And now it's just like TV and SNL people where you've got those huge movie stars, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, mm. right? And they're going to come out and they're going to crap all over. They're going to make fun of people who care about production design. Like, what was that kind of joke? Yeah. And then like what Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, TV stars, pretending they don't know what a cinematographer does. Like, I'm sorry, when I grew up, the, the thing with the Oscars is that was the show you watched and you learned how movies were made. And they had these little like documentaries during the show that would show you what the craft was and everything. And there's these people 
they've been working in these fucking categories their entire life. Like you look at the like, the women for who uh, won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the extraordinary work they did with miniatures. Like, did you know that fucking drive-in that Cliff Booth lived behind was a miniature, just like one of the old Star Wars bases? Like, it's all this awesome work, and instead of that, we're gonna have these two hens singing, and their friggin' parody dresses. And it was disgusting. It was like the whole point of the show was like telling the show to fuck off until, and here was the great pivot point. Because, you know, the, also the, the stupid thing this show does is they don't have the, uh, they don't have the honorary Oscars anymore. They banish those to a separate ceremony that they will not televise no matter how much anybody asks. So if you want to see like David Lynch and Lena Wertmuller get awards. But you remember growing up, you used to see who won these things, and we were like, wow, I learned a little bit about film history tonight. You used to watch this shit, right? Yeah, yeah, you used to watch all that stuff, and just, well, you have to, I guess just, yeah, basically, we have to come to terms with the fact that, especially when it comes to the actual Oscar broadcast, they will do anything uh, to, uh, you know, to... To get some eyes in, and if they have to bring back Eminem, then so be it. Well, that's another. So we can't see any of these people get their honorary Oscars, but who the fuck is tuning in to watch Eminem sing "Lose Yourself" eighteen years later? Like apparently, I'm told he didn't perform it on the show. I remember was it Barbara Streisand announced it. I remember that. Yeah. He used to have parties then. I guess what? He didn't show that time he was doing the, the Pacino thing. He only shows up half the time he's nominated. Or Yeah. I... Like, what the fuck was that about? And, like, here's a list. of here, Here's how bad they are about their history. Here's a montage of all the great, like... <laughs> Here's someone to introduce someone else because that's because we can't have a host anymore, so we have to laboriously have like another person introduce themselves and then introduce somebody else. So we're saving a lot of time there. Good on them. No more hosts. Uh, that here's all your favorite needle drop music cues from the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, it was surprising how they kind of had a problem with going. I mean, the oldest movie I saw was Deliverance there. So it was like, <laughs> it was like Deliverance the, the, and The Graduate were the two. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. The, two, the only two from before when I was born, right? Like everything yeah. else in there I saw in the theater. Well, well, I mean, that's the thing you have to also realize is that this, it's, it's funny. You're just like you're watching uh, just all these young people now do stuff. It's just like the old Hollywood thing is not really a a, a hip thing to talk about or even spotlight at the Oscars anymore. It's more like, let's just, let's just just get with the current shit. And hence, that's why I guess that's why Eminem is there because everybody knows lose yourself. Everybody knows the mom spaghetti line. You saw how everybody. The song's as old as Billie Eilish. That song could be drafted. I mean, I guess that's the point. Like, that's the idea of what old is. Eminem. Uh, just doing I mean, granted, seeing how out of breath he was, I understood he's old. But Yeah, so just like, 
Jane Fonda's like, in way better shape than him, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just the thing. It's like, it's, oh, man, just, just I, we I have, thought we it just was a calamitous broadcast. It was terrible. It was disrespectful to pretty much everyone. I mean, that Will Ferrell, Julie Reed Dreyfus thing, like, you could shoot them into the sun for that as far as I'm concerned about, like, just their fucking insults to craftsmen, craftsmen who've worked their entire fucking lives on this. And, you know, maybe it would be interesting to show the people in the audience what they do, or you could have, like, XNL, XSNL people carrying on like fucking children. And, yeah, no, the thing that spun it was when Bong Joon-ho won. And then all of a sudden he starts talking about Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino. And that's the first acknowledgement all night that, like, oh, hey, there's a continuity in this and there's a film history. <laughs> and you could see, like, artists reaching out between the generations. Like, you know, there was, like, was a Spike was, like, the hype man for Bong talking up the Scorsese studies. I mean, who, you know. Who quotes the person they fucking won over in their speech? <laughs> and Bob's talking, you know, he's quoting Martin Scorsese, and then Spike's like total flavor flavor. They're like, yeah, Marty, get up, get up. <laughs> it was beautiful. It's my favorite Oscar moment. Maybe, you know, I can't remember the last time I was that excited about an Oscar moment. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, <laughs> you seem so excited, you know. Yeah, once again, not uh, not not be drinking. So, but it just uh, well, I guess we gotta talk about how just like even though they did not nominate any female, well, any well as as the Hood Brothers say, the females in uh, the best director category, they were trying to, to hype it up all night long. That is just like, hey, there's women here around here too. <laughs> uh, oh no! That was, I mean, that was the hilarious thing. That's why it was such a disastrous broadcast. Where it was like, how look how many like rappers and women we can get in here mm-hmm. to. Uh, we're gonna try to look hip and woke, even though this is just you know the old white guy show. I mean, I thought Chris Rock killed it with that, like right at the beginning. <laughs> Harriet Tubman hit all the black nominees. <laughs> That's a good show. Is Eddie Murphy under the stage? Yeah. <laughs> you can actually see in the shot like Ray Romano looked at look he got really excited, like he thought Eddie was gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Ray doesn't know Eddie. <sighs> well, yeah, because there is like it almost it almost seems like in four since the the Academy is made up of old racist people. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, just uh, we get. And they're know, desperately they're, trying not to seem that way. Yeah, the producers like we gotta, you know, we gotta United Colors of Benetton this Oscar <laughs> ceremony up <laughs> as much as possible. Every. Well, we'll let Janelle start the show with like you know all these things we didn't nominate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was really confusing. Like, well, that's a, that's the thing now, because that's uh, that's, that's the thing they're beginning every Oscar telecast with. It's just like a it's a, a big musical number, which is right. But I mean, it's fine when you got like you know like half of Queen doing you know two verses of a fifty-year-old song. But I mean, this was yeah. strange when she comes out pretending to be Mister Rogers. 
<laughs> oh man, Hanks looked confused on that one. Yeah, Hanks is, and Hanks doesn't matter either way. He just <laughs> rambling, going around, just. Uh... <laughs> no, I love when they introduce the part that like the president of the academy is supposed to do. And then halfway through, he just hands it over to Tom Hanks to finish the speech about the announcement of the museum. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I need the real president out here now. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, did I don't know if you saw Natalie Portman just being petty as hell through her her fashion choices, having. Oh yeah, she had the. Uh, I will yeah, because I would wear a uh, a jacket with Lorreen Scafaria's name on it wherever I went, like. Uh-huh. Yeah, she had all of them. Like, I was, I was really impressed. Like, had <laughs> Maddie Diop, Hatsiyama, Harrell. Okay, Maddie Diop, Celine Siama, those are the ones I'd wear. You get into like the Olivia Wilde, Maureen Scafaria, that's not so much. Maybe save those for uh-huh. a rainy day. <laughs> I was listening to, uh, uh, they were, uh, doing, uh, this, uh, this podcast listed here doing this, uh, live streaming commentary thing they were talking about how uh, Booksmart is uh you know better super bad so i'm kind of like really? <laughs> yes. we've talked about this before it's fine it's just you know i saw yeah. one in indie spirit award and i can say what better salute to the independent spirit than a movie made by two of the richest women in the United States that opened up in 3,000 theaters on the malls on Memorial Day weekend. But if we can just, Craig, keep supporting that kind of independent cinema. Yeah, Independent Spirit Awards is always <laughs> like a weird thing. It'll be like, like especially when it has, like, I was watching yesterday because Renee Zellweger won Best Actress for Judy there, too, which is. And it's always strange when it's like have stuff like that, and the other nominees will be like movies that you never never even heard of, like literally, like all the <laughs> like those movies didn't even get proper distribution, as opposed to certain. So they other... well, it, it, it's the spirit, correct, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's mostly been the uh, the Fox Searchlight Awards, right? I don't know how now that now that it's the Disney Searchlight. Thing. But for, I don't know, for the past like five or six years, the Independent Spirit Awards has been basically the Fox Searchlight Awards. I think now it's the A24 Awards. So. Right. Which is fine, which is a little better. I appreciate that that spirit. Mm-hmm. More than more than Searchlight, anyways. More than the more than the 500 Days of Juno uh, aesthetic. <laughs> oh, the, 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 uh, the late aughts. What a time, huh? <laughs> it was a dark time for the rebellion, as uh, yeah, one of my favorite movies begins. Yes. So, anyways, it's good. Like a South Korean movie won uh, one best picture, mm-hmm. one best international film too. Yeah, it is weird. It's just like I, I expect uh, Oscar, the whole Oscar, to be such a like a disappointment that when they do make a a, a strong move like this. It's like, oh, okay, they <laughs> they figured that out, so I, so I don't have to be pissed off about that. So it's almost like kind of disappointing. You have to be kind of disappointed that I I even thought I thought they were gonna go so far as to just because uh, I you know a lot of people say 1917 was the uh, gonna be the 
the projected winner, but I thought they're going to go completely left field and give it to JoJo Rabbit and just. I thought it would be JoJo everything. too. Like I, I was really like, especially when it got screenplay there, I was like, all right, here, here we are, brace yourselves for landing. Mm-hmm. And and now we never have to think of JoJo Rabbit again. And what a wonderful world this will be. Yeah, well, yeah, don't, don't keep it up. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, had, were you following? Everybody, everything on Twitter as the show was going on. I was trying to, you know. I mean, it's hard to keep up. I was trying to watch it and because I have to write about it, so so it's hard to it's hard to watch and follow the Twitter madness. Because everybody thought basically Shia LaBeouf was was uh, was bullying that kid. No, uh, no, I thought no, he um. I mean, that was the kid from the movie they were in. Like, he was, he had, uh, the story I heard was that they offered him to present, and he said he wanted to do it with the kid from the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, but, you know, the, the, the you know, Twitter thought they, that he was just being too, uh, you know, just being too much on the child. And, like, and that's what Twitter basically is, like. One half of people know the well, story. Well, they haven't seen the, the movie. Like, I mean, that's the. Uh, it's a. Uh, have you seen this? It's a very charming movie. I liked it quite a lot. Did you see mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought. I thought they were really cute together. I thought it was the same dynamic. Like that's just yeah. how they act with each other. He even mm-hmm. the kid got nervous and he kissed him on the head. I thought that was really cute. And the kid got yeah, through yeah. the line. Like, what the? I think they just want to. They want to jump on. Shia LaBeouf for whatever he does because they don't like Shia LaBeouf because he's been famous since he's 12 and mm-hmm. kind of seems like an asshole but um, no I mean uh, from everything from my, what my understanding is he, he brought the kid on there and if you watch that movie and everyone should watch the movie's called what the peanut butter falcon yeah terrific movie such a surprise that was something I never I never would have watched that movie unless they sent it to my house and that was the one. That was one of those in the stack. Like, oh, I guess I'll watch it this afternoon because mm. Dakota Johnson's in it. So I'll watch her in anything. And turns out she's great in it. She's actually great with Sheila Shia. Like they should do a they should do a movie, another movie together. I would like to see. I, I thought it was a wonderful picture. It was nice that he brought the the kid up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so fuck be. Look, Quentin Tarantino lost. The people on Twitter can be happy, okay? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder what other, um, you know, uh, photos of him gonna pop up. You know, for Bong Joon Ho. <laughs> you know, Wayne right, Brothers. They're the biggest Bong Joon Ho fan. Like, I think it was Quentin who got me to go see the host at a fucking sci-fi film festival. Something Quentin was raving about it. That was my first yeah. Bong Joon Ho experience. About uh-huh. ten or eleven years ago, so uh, but 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 they've made up a fake rivalry because they're yeah. Twitter and they're insane. The last straw was that article in the rap was that uh, once upon a time in Hollywood supports pedophilia. <laughs> Does it seem where like I don't even bother reading this hot shake hot shit <laughs> anymore? It's like. I'm torn, you know, because it's like it's it's half funny just because, like, could people lose their goddamn minds anymore? 
it's just you know, <laughs> you, you, you re- I mean, I only read about like half the pieces, and then I like, which is too bad. I've already given them the clicks. I know I've done them. Yeah, but I just have to know. It's like the filmmaking forces you to identify with pedophiles, like Brad Pitt's character. I'll give you that he's a white how, killer, but he's not a pedophile. Yeah, I was trying to figure. I tried to figure out the scene where he diddles a kid in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but no. no it's, I mean, it's it's a bizarre article. It's just uh-huh. you know, when you realize you're at like the tail end of Oscar season when you're seeing this stuff come up. Yes. Well, well, I guess we got to talk about uh, best actor and actress and whatever the fuck they were saying on stage. <laughs> So, would you impregnate a cow, Craig? Yeah, that, that at that point I was just like, well, I guess I, I think he's I think he's losing his train of thought when he starts talking about. I don't know if that was I don't know if that's because like his girl might be I think it's vegan or something, but whatever. But yeah, and I'm sure. And by the way, I'm sure Todd Phillips liked that whole like speak to him and just like you know you you're in my movie motherfucker you could have said thank me or something but <laughs> yeah i mean you know if this is all um this is all just part of a casey affleck documentary yeah <laughs> the last time he was nominated for an award went nuts i don't know it's 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 joaquin he's he knows he's not good in this movie Right, yeah. like I mean, he's he's a very, 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 very good actor mm-hmm. who's done a lot of great performances, and this is an embarrassing work in a franchise movie about the clown who fights Batman, and he's getting all sorts of notices. Like, I mean, he he can't be comfortable with this, and I think that's what I think that's what you're seeing. Like, he's And you, you, yeah, you, you just like you're you're not you you almost like you feel like you're tired of talking about Joker. <laughs> I'm just saying I think I have enough respect. I've been watching him for what well, it's like 20 years. We've been watching him in movies. Mm-hmm. We know when he's good, and we know when he knows that he's good. And there's, I mean, there's no way he can think he's good in this. Like. You know, and then they're like, what, what do you do when you realize you're being awarded for being a parody of yourself? Like, by all accounts, he was a nightmare on the set. He clearly didn't like the movie. He didn't like being a part of it. He probably wishes he never signed on to it. And now, now he's here. So, yeah, might as well save the cows. I don't know. You might as well save the cows. That is a good way of looking at it. And Judy, I mean, it's like it's First the one, same do you, thing. Do you know anybody who's seen that movie? Oh, Have you your mother seen that movie yet? I it? will only because I loaned her loaned the copy to her. And she, oh, she okay. Was, well, yeah, yeah. Just I was sense that there's anybody like somebody's mom would have at least seen that movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't apparently, apparently, it did well. I just you know, not 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 with anyone with, that we would know. It's not it's not a good movie. I think she she's interesting in it. I don't know if she's really good. It's like because she's not. It, it's kind of like the Hanks Rogers thing where she's like, you know, the way he's like half Tom Hanks and half Mister Rogers. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like half Renee Zellweger and half Judy, and that 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 makes it more interesting than if you're just like doing Rami Malek and putting on like teeth and trying to go. I stood like this in the Live Aid video, didn't I? But um, yeah, well, it's just it's a bad movie, but people win for bad movies all the time. Julianne Moore won for Still Alice. Yeah, but you think of your top fifteen. Julianne Moore movies. Would still Alice come anywhere close? <laughs> or it's like it's like Jeff Bridges for Crazy Heart. Like everybody loves Jeff Bridges. Does anyone even like Crazy Heart? Well, well, that's what always that's all what always happens is that actors who should have won awards for performances they did years ago. Mm. And when for some flimsy thing, it's like because because you know, you know, Julianne Moore should have got it for for uh, for Boogie Nights, for uh, Far From Heaven, and just a shortcut before Vanya, Vanya on Forty Second Street. Yeah, it's insane. It runs the gamut. She's literally done like there's like five in the first five years of her career that (laughs) yeah, exactly, and just like. He never so like he stars in the movie and it's like he's uh he's having early dementia and she's like pissing her pants so let's just give it to her for that one. Or something. <laughs> but I mean yeah that's so I wrote you know we're all happy like Renee Zellweger's back and there's kind of like you know it's like when people are playing Hollywood people there's like the thing it's like you know Hollywood beat the shit out of Judy and Hollywood beat up Renee Zellweger and we haven't seen her for like six years except for that Bridget Jones movie that she wouldn't like gain the weight for mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she's like you know she's kind of you know it was a big selling point that she's all dinged up but she's back so this you know it was, it was a package it was a triumphal mm-hmm. thing I don't know I mean Again, I thought Julianne Moore was way better in Gloria Bell, but Julianne Moore won like two years ago, so what are you going to do? All right. Uh, I'm trying to think anything. Oh, oh, what do you think of the, the, the all the Elsa's singing? <laughs> I didn't know the song was that lousy. Like All those songs were bad, right? Like... Well, I thought I hadn't heard any of the songs until tonight. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, I'm finally going to hear the songs the way they're meant to be performed by all the Elsas or whatever. I mean, that, that song is no Let It Go. Mm-hmm. I tell you, having a niece, I heard Let It Go six fucking hundred thousand million times, and she has not inflicted this one on me once. Yeah. So that that's an interesting point out just basically the, the best song category which is which is pitiful as hell to hear. Just No, even like the, there was a like that the Elton song was lousy, but you're like, whatever, it's Elton and Bernie. They've you know mm-hmm. like twelve of the best songs ever, so just give it to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he won it before with fucking Tim Rice, you better give it to him with Bernie, right? Yeah. And uh, did you enjoy uh, seeing uh, Timothy Chalamet in his uh, car valet <laughs> outfit, wherever the fuck that was? 
I don't think Timothy Chalamet should recover from the 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 woman on SNL doing him the other night. That's the best show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was going for something there. I've never really gotten the Chalamet thing. The only movie I ever really liked him in was Little Women. So uh, mm-hmm. I guess I guess he's pretty funny in Lady Bird too. But uh, yeah, you know, I I never got the like why people were crazy about him until I saw Little Women, but. Apparently that movie is too hard to understand, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Oscar voters who could not follow the complicated time structure of Little Women. <laughs> when like Tarantino, Soderbergh, and Nolan do it, it's fine. But that's <laughs> a movie about girls. What's happening? <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, I. You know, you know, talk about like those makeup Oscars. Like Saoirse Ronan's gonna get one when she's like fifty. Mm-hmm. It's totally gonna be like hers is gonna be like Pacino and Son of a Woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, well, we've only nominated you like twenty-seven times, but you still don't have one, really? And you're this yeah. old? All right, here you go. This is a crappy movie, but it's time. Yeah, what the hell? So it's every year, pretty much, we're like, well, Sir Sharona should win, but won't win. And... Hey, people, I think people still don't know who Sir Ronan is exactly, so it's just like, <laughs> yeah, because of course he's a foreigner and just, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the it's, hard to, it's hard to spell the name. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the Academy don't generally like uh, foreigners as a rule, apparently. You can't you can't say that after tonight though. It's pretty wild. It's like Yeah, yeah, that once again it's just it's just like I never crazy. thought this is an industry award, Craig. This is like this is like yeah. a trade organization. And this was them admitting that, well, we didn't make the best movie of the year. It came from over there. Yeah. That's a that's a huge step towards them realizing how irrelevant they are. <laughs> Now, what will come of that, I don't know, but, you know, I mean, was there anything actually sadder than, like, right after the red carpet thing, in between the red carpet and the start of the award show proper, the big commercial was just for, uh, so obviously it was ABC, it was Disney, it was Marvel's Black Widow, and there's Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, who gave two of the best performances of the year, who are up for awards tonight, and it's this damn running, ducking CGI shit. I mean, it, it it's just it's basically the 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 Hollywood dream now. They you you work, <laughs> make all these uh, good movies and great performances, so you could actually make the real money starring in comic book shit. And that's to be, and make sure it's Marvel comic book shit because as we've seen this weekend, you know, you know, if you do a DC movie, you know, it's touch and go. Just well, that's. The thing with that movie, it's a sequel to one of the worst movies of the last 20 years. Like, You're telling me a sequel to Suicide Squad didn't pack them in? It, but it was crazy because just people, even like reading all this, uh, just scrolling through the stories about how <clears throat> Birds of Prey tanked and shit, I'm just like, like it, it, it may, you know, if we're talking international box office and all this shit, which you know, for some reason they never count. 
it's like it's already made like 95% of its money back. I'm pretty sure in a couple more weeks it'll still just have some money left over, but it's just like it's apparently a big flop. It's, it's the worst flop since Jonah Hex, apparently, which is crazy. I don't know where you got that. Sh- that that's well, that's if you like set it within the DC universe. You know, I mean, it's all you you can basically frame box office stories. You can frame however you want. You just take a number and frame it against whatever you want to pick. So you're like, wow, this movie with like Margot Robbie and Rosie Perez didn't make as much as the one with Batman and Superman. Oh no! Yeah, this. Like it's it's crazy how many people wanted this movie to fail. Is the just... sequel to the Will Smith movie didn't make money because Will Smith wasn't in it. Yeah, but yeah. it was still Margot Robbie and like I mean I know it's also it, my point was it's a sequel to a terrible movie. Yeah, and some people some people just feel like they're fucking burnt. I know everyone I worked with was like, no, I saw Suicide Squad. I'm not going to see that fucking thing. And I'm like, well, yeah, I was bored. I didn't have anything to do. I don't have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll go to the movies. So, yeah, you know. Uh, I guess it's... Is it over? <laughs> can, we get, can we get back to our lives? Because I'm still kind of surprised that they they, they uh, bumped up the, uh, the, the, the Oscars at the top of the month. As opposed to the, uh, you know, the end of the month. So just like, does this mean? Oh, well, it's we weird. Just... It's so anticlimactic because it was like Grammy, Super Bowl, Oscars. It was like, can we get a Sunday off here? Like, yeah. Like this really snuck up. Like there's no sense of occasion to it, and it was really like, and again with all the fucking TV stars and everything, there were no, there weren't a lot of movie stars there, you know. Mm-hmm. And when they did, they had them in weird places. Like, okay, we're gonna get. You know, here here's Penelope Cruz announcing in a category that the movie she's in is in, and she's gonna give it to Bong. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of and, poor planning. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm assuming the Academy doesn't know a lot of Koreans offhand that could have <laughs> given the award. I know, but it was weird because she was going on. She had that huge speech about how like Pedro Almodovar got her into the movies, and I was like, well, he's not gonna win this one. Mm. I know that. I was holding out hope for Banderas to beat Joaquin. Like, I was so overcome with positive vibes at that moment. But, you know, again, take take away the best and then write most, and that's what you've got. It's like most acting. And even I, I was, you know. I was sorry Thomas Schumacher didn't win, but I was happy it was uh, Ford versus Ferrari that beat her because it's a very well edited movie. But again, most editing. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, what do you take away from the night? Is this, is I take away a surprise. Money? I'm saying take away they cannot stage manage a fucking event to save their lives. And it was a disaster on all fronts, pretty much, except the results in the back half. Well, it all comes down to that question, what could they do to, to make it not disastrous? Because it, it, it's <laughs> always disastrous. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, 
you know, we, it's hard to complain about something you don't really have any hope for in the first place. <laughs> All right, I know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Though, though, did we need the 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 halftime rap guy? Like, I mean, you want to fix it? Like, stop letting the fucking SNL comedians insult your craft categories, mm-hmm. and maybe do what you used to do and have little mini documentaries. You know, showing people this is how editing works. And hey, you can get them interested and they might want to do this when they grow up instead of just having two fucking washed up 60 year old SNL people going, oh, I don't know what this is. (laughs) Same with, you know, I mean, show what went into the fucking production design for all these movies. Because it's weird, like they have it, like especially with the production design, they have. Like the things like up in the little corner of the screen on the mm-hmm. side of the stage, you're like watching the screen within the screen. It was like, I like to see more of the, you know, the matte paintings and the miniatures. And, you know, I mean, you know, to like take the audience through. Like there's a lot of work that goes into this. It is a craft, it is a profession, not just here are two obnoxious hens who haven't been able to get a fucking job since they left SNL. We're going to sing this one. So yeah, that's maybe my idea. Try try to educate the audience about why maybe they should be interested in watching this, and that would include, you know, lifetime achievements. Like you know, there's a reason people are winning these awards. You know, art exists in a continuity. Mm-hmm. But then maybe I'm old fashioned. I don't know. I should be hip like the kids who are all dancing to the. 18-year-old Eminem song. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, at least Dina Menzel was, was into it and stuff like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scorsese and his daughter was the best. I'm watching that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scorsese was like, okay, this is happening. Uh, so just, I guess... Oh, is this? Well, a, this yeah. like aviator time, right? What <laughs> Oh yeah, it was like 2002. Uh, 2002. <laughs> it was a terrible time. The early aughts, the worst. It was a, it was a bad time for America. Oh All yeah, right, sir. I do write about this. So. All right. Well, thank you for taking part. Please, and by the way, just like just remind you, this is for a podcast broadcast. So, where uh, where can people uh, contact? What we contact you? you know, Look at your work and everything. All right. I'm a critic for WBUR and Noise from Movies. You can find all my stuff at spicepersonality.com. Follow me on Twitter at, at Sean M. Burns. I'm really sorry to have woken you up, Craig. You, you, I was not there. awake. I swear to God, I was not. <laughs> I was not asleep. I was not asleep. I was not awake. I swear to God. I was not asleep. I, I, I've been tired. My sinuses are, are, are killing me. And just like I've just been. You look like the baby Jesus here wrapped in the swaddling clothes. Well, hey, this is this is how I, I usually. This is uh, my bedtime and everything. I just like prepare for stuff. I just I'm just. Uh, it's not really. I'm sorry not to be in the spirit of whatever the hell this is. All right, and next this, time I'm gonna PayPal you the, the money for the bottle of a Quavassier so we can get this going. <laughs> Quavassier thing. 
Appreciate that. Just anyway. We're gonna go total uh, Tim Meadows. Oh yes. Yeah, that's, appreciate that. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. All right, yeah, I got to get to work now. All right, man. All right, good talk. <laughs> Bye. Peace.